Nothing. We're going back in time, like Michael J. Fox or Eric Stoltz, depends on mm. who who you like best. Uh, you got your host Chris and Chris. We are doing a podcast in the evening, which is how we did this back in the day. That's true. Uh, there's a beautiful little sunset right out my window. Uh, you can't see it because we don't do video. Mine too. You have a nice sunset. I do. And yeah, it's the it's it's the golden hour. I've got the yep. I've got the golden hour right now. That's right. That's an, when, that, how many podcasts do you think are called The Golden Hour? I bet a lot of them. <laughs> Most of them are about peeing. Right, right. Well, that's The Golden Shower. The Golden, the golden Shower Hour. <laughs> the Golden Shower Power Hour. <laughs> with your host, Bauer and Todd Mauer. All right. Uh, you had a story. You were about to, to set this up. We, you, you it's were not gonna, a story. It's you were not gonna, a story. You were going to tell me something. And it I was just, like... It's a, it it seems you were gearing up, you were winding up, and I was like, "Let's <laughs> let's put this on the pod." So, a couple of weeks ago, uh, my wife and I we drove uh, from Vermont here to Massachusetts to visit her brother, uh, whose wife just gave birth. Congrats to a baby girl. Congrats. Yeah, got a name Thanks. on that kid? I guess. Yeah, the girl's name is Nova. Becca doesn't go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. Nova. <laughs> that's not the point of the story. <laughs> that they named their kid after a shitty car? Yeah. <laughs> what, was Reliance taken? Yeah. Pinto was a second choice. <laughs> oh, man. I guess they like stars. Is that the thing? Yeah, something. It's It means like renewing or, re- I don't know, renewal or something. It doesn't go in Spanish. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, hope she can walk. Anyway, we were we were we were driving through Massachusetts, and Hold I saw up. a sign for on one of the exits that was like for the the next town. Oh God! And it said, "Athole." No. Yeah. How do you? But in but in Massachusetts, that's like Atchester. No, <laughs> Athamel. Like you know what I mean. Like they're like doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how it's spelled. Seriously, it's Achester. It's how it's always been. No, it's A T H O L. Stop. Yeah, Athole. Athole. <laughs> so I was trying to figure out if there's like a if I can make this joke somehow of like the joke's been made. There's a mass hole who's an actual <laughs> asshole or something like that. And they I was like, I was going to try to use that. it on the show, but I was like, I can't, I just can't, I can't get there. They enough. must lean into, oh, there's not that many people there. It's like 11,000 people. Yeah. They're all a bunch of assholes. I mean, they have to know, like they, is it right? their Wikipedia page? Do they talk about that in culture? No, there's gotta be. I mean, well, uh, they probably, people probably put it, post it and then people probably take it down. Cause they're like, they can't do that to our town. They really like rivers here. Athol. Mm. Com- they have to pronounce it. Athol. It's gotta be <laughs> Athol. They, they, they change everything in that town. <laughs> a- I know. I know. <laughs> I'm going to ask my father-in-law about this. Fit notable people from this town. There are none. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. There are none. I'm looking very hard to see it. Like, there's a baseball player, kind of. I don't know. Wow. I mean, it is about the same size of the town that I grew up, mm. which, if you ask Willie McGee, is called Cow's Bell. Uh, it's actually Callus <laughs> Bell. Ah, <laughs> uh, Willie. Willie McGee. Good guy. Yeah. Uh, there's, oh, here's a notable thing about Athol. Uh, Silver Lake Wiffle Ball League plays uh, on Tuesday and Thursday nights between April and September at Silver Lake Park. The league is Great. open to adults and free of charge. That's on their Wikipedia. Yeah. That's <laughs> this has been written by the, the this was written by their stupid city council. Like oh for sure. This is like the most Oh for sure. Yeah. That's all they got. Yeah. They got a Walmart. That like, yeah. seems like a big big deal there in Athens. Is that on the Wikipedia page too? Yep. Wow. We what got a, a Walmart. We got a Walmart. They said during the recession they got a Walmart. So that's they're they they consider themselves a real oh it's in Worcester or Worcester Worcester. What, Worcester Worcester County Worcester County Atholls and Worcester 
<laughs> Holy fuck. I hate this fucking state so goddamn much. It's the worst, I it's think. It's the absolute worst. It's so my wife is currently doing her uh fellowship applications. Mm. And you know, every time she does this, we Massachusetts comes up, you know, cuz it's like Harvard whatever. Sure. And uh and this and this time I was like, I mean, if you got to put it on there, and she's like, we're not moving to fucking Boston. And I was like, finally. <laughs> it took a kid. It took a child for her to be like, I'm not having my kid live in Boston. Grow up. Grow up yeah. in Boston. Even if she gets to work for Harvard? She didn't do it for residency. And yeah, okay. even if she right. worked, yeah, she, right. she said no. She said we just can't live there. God bless her. I know. Baylor is another big school for her, what she does. And oh, Houston is a tough sell, man. Baylor's not even Houston, is it? Uh, Baylor's Waco. Yeah, you're right. But I think that the program is in Houston. Oh, okay. But you're, I mean, I don't know if Houston, it's close. I don't know if it's close. Houston to is a Houston. suburb of Houston. Like, is it? A, it's just a terrible place. It's you not know, even a suburb. It's like, I mean, it's in like a perfect suburb. world, in a perfect world, we're just staying in Pittsburgh. That's the dream. Yeah. Yeah. But there's only yeah. one fellowship program and there's two people gunning for it. And it's, I'm hoping that we are like swinging that the Me Too movement's going to push her over the top. <laughs> not that she'd need it. <laughs> no. I didn't mean that. Nope. Of course but not. The guy, she doesn't. The guy that she's that. up against, who's a great guy, we like we hung out with him on his birthday. Like I oh. really like him. He's a cool okay. guy. All right. He's a, uh, and they're like, it would be. I he's definitely worthy of it. Like it's, it, I I would be a bummer, but if we got to move, it ain't gonna be to Boston. That's okay, neither great. here nor there. Great. So Chris, mm-hmm. I have a follow up. Oh, great! From last week's pod. Oh. Oh, and you know what I have? Oh, Shit, fire. I forgot about this. Well, that what I have is Chris a. Uh, the show's so, gonna be a tight. So, so what this I, is gonna be a tight show too. What I've what I've learned is what I've learned is that uh, <laughs> not a lot of people siding with me on this prank. Uh, yeah, I think I need to put yeah. it to bed. A uh, lot of a lot of people uh, in your corner for just being very like just just being good, just being a good judge-free person I could bounce this idea off of. Anyway, that's, <laughs> that's either here nor that. The prank list okay. put it to bed. Okay. Crocs, on the other hand, are a very polarizing topic. Oh. Come at me! There are... <laughs> you are either in Crocs corner or you are anti-Crocs. Like, hardcore. Sure. Like me. Okay. Like, there's no, like, eh, Crocs, they don't bother me. Like, it is a... It's oh, one it's way or the other. Polarizing. And I... So there are... And there's kind of two camps. I think mm-hmm. everybody hates Crocs, but everybody makes it. So there's people that just hate Crocs. Uh, universally, people hate Crocs. And then there are the people. So then it's you take everybody hates Crocs. And then the people that are like stick to their guns and are like Crocs are horrible, and it's giving up on life. And if you can't find another footwear, then you just have no self esteem or self worth. And then the other people are like. I've figured out a way to justify Crocs, even though I know they suck. And it's yep. either people like you who are yep. like, they're just so easy. I got I to yep. go in the basement and so I put them on. <laughs> I know they're ugly, but like, they're so confident. Like, but I wouldn't wear them out, but I like to have them. And then, or the people that are like, you just don't know till you have kids, till your kids are wearing them. Once your kids are wearing, like, you'll just never find another shoe. I mean, just, just you wait and see. Once your kid's walking, Crocs are the only way. So the, and it's essentially them making the excuse for their children. Yep. And that's what it is. That's it. Crocs, you're either with them or, or no, you're either against them or you've, you're still against them, but you've justified them. <laughs> that's, that's how I think yeah. it works. Okay. I don't think anybody likes Crocs. Is my point. No, I, I, well, mm, I think there is a, I think there is a, maybe a minority of people who, who are in love with Crocs. I mean, we've talked too much about it, but I was just, yeah. I was getting shitted on about this Crocs, I think. And then some mm-hmm. people start, then I started getting some people that were like on my side. I've noticed mm-hmm. a lot of, it's, it's a, it's a topic people have thought about. No one's like Crocs. I don't know. I've never really thought about them. Everyone's thought about them. Because everybody's considered putting them on their feet, and everybody knows Crocs are like the Dallas like a Cowboys clown. of shoes. 
Why? Explain. Because everybody, like, they're, I think they're highly overrated. They're, they're a national brand. Uh, and yet, and they're, it's very polarizing. Either you're, you're super on board and you're a lifer, a Dallas Cowboy lifer, or you're, you're a hater. And you can, you will never get there. I like it's, it's, and it's the one thing that everybody could sort of talk about, like on sports radios and TV shows, you could, you could have Dallas Cowboy conversations every single day. Yeah. You right. Yep. And you can have, and, it, and it, you'll, you'll get that ire from like, you're never going to change your opinion. Whatever. You're never going to be like, oh, you know what? I, although I go back and forth on the Cowboys. I'm the only person I think <laughs> I like, I really flip flop on them. I don't know why. But I think I might be the anomaly. I think Crocs are the video game headset of footwear. (laughs) Once your wife sees you wearing one, she's never going to look at you the same. Mm. That pussy's dry. But, but (laughs) they're very, they're very helpful when you're playing a game of doom or whatever <laughs> like, call doom. of duty you want that headset when's the last time you played video games <laughs> it's been a minute doom <laughs> is that not a thing anymore doom <laughs> i don't uh, maybe it's come back a little bit but i don't think so man i played a lot of doom mm-hmm. it was a fun game back in the day it was so fun we like figured out a way to play it on our work computer so we would just sit around for hours at work playing <laughs> killing each other and not doing work and then there was a Doom ban someone caught on. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah. t- they pulled Doom from our computers. This is the <laughs> 90s. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. Chris, do you want to talk about sports? E- Are you ready? Yeah, I Are guess. Kind of. I'm I kind re- of enjoy not talking about sports sometimes. I love not talking about sports. And we've only, like, I think we have a contingent on, of our fan base that is like, I don't care about their takes. Their takes are pretty shaky. (laughs) (laughs) When it comes to sports? When it comes to sports, yeah. Life, they love them. Our takes Uh, are phenomenal. We should be life coaches. hmm. But I haven't, like, I don't don't have any, like, good tip. I haven't done anything fun. So I haven't, like, done anything bad. So I don't, like, have a good story. And all you had was a town in Massachusetts. So unless you got something better. Uh, no, I've been working on the house and stuff too much. Yeah, too boring. Okay. Yeah. So I got another. Sports it is. I got another voicemail from another listener. This one Ooh. is actually guested on our show. Well, I'll let you know if you can pick up on the, the sound of, of his voice. Uh, it's a bit of a conspiracy. I'm going to let you, like always, I'm going to play the uh, audio and I'm going to let you tell me what your take is on it. I love okay. it. But I'll just preface this by saying I love it. I think it's genius. You ready? Hopefully this works. I didn't test it. So here we go. <laughs> Yo, Chris, what up? Look, uh, I, you already told me you're not watching. I'm definitely not watching. But these losses in the Olympics may be a direct result of how accustomed to NBA officiating the, the USA team is. I mean, it's, it's like the whole damn league is paid off, and this shit shows, you know, like, the, the, the league has been shitty since Kobe and Shaq left, bro, just like, you know, to be honest with you, like, even LeBron, it's all bullshit, man. They can't be the team that actually plays basketball because they play for the referee to win the game for them in all of these tight situations. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a thought. Maybe you agree. Maybe you'll tell me to watch more basketball, but this is just a thought. All right. God bless Anthony. He's good, right? Yeah. He's good. I didn't cross my mind and it's all I can think about. Yeah. I I think he's, I think he's really, really close to hitting the uh, nail on the head. Something like that. Whatever that stupid thing is saying is. Um, yeah, I, I think they, they. I think the NBA has gotten to be to, to play. Players have gotten to be used to playing a certain way and certain style of NBA that no one else in the world plays. Right, and the referees uh, play a significant role. I think, and then and the refs play a hugely significant role. That they're not getting superstar calls in these games. They can't. They won't. Like they're not gonna. They're 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 play, play teams are playing physical. Like Euro players are totally different players in because this is how they're used to playing. Right. 
when they come to the NBA, they're considered soft and, and they no, not talented enough because, because they can't, they have a hard time adjusting to, to the NBA game. So it, it, it works the other way around. Yeah. Luca, Luca's had a hard time with it. Um, yeah, because he's now he's gotten too he's gotten too used to this kind of yeah, style. Exactly. Yeah, and and they th- these guys expect to sort of play and and not and I think I think I, I was actually watching the USA versus Iran today. Yeah, and the the one it, there's two interesting takeaways. One is is that it's it, it's um they just sort of expect to sort of just walk all over Iran and like teams like that and like and and those nation countries where they're not good at all. Uh, but they they don't feel like they can really they have to try and the effort level just isn't there. Can I, I can I have you pause real quick before yeah. you give me your second one? In, in the Iran example, do you think? I mean, it's sort of a two part, but like Dame was like firing right, like that's going to translate no matter what. If he's mm-hmm. making shots from the logo, mm-hmm. like that's a way you could beat any team. Like if you just had two six like deep if like Steph and Dame were on a team and they just started firing you're going to have a chance against any team that's going to translate no matter absolutely if it's international or not right absolutely absolutely and that's the exa- that's the, that's kind of what happened against Iran I think but anyway go back well, to and your that, point well but and also like to that point and I was I think I was reading somebody was saying about this is that you can't you can't volume shoot threes though and miss because the, no, uh, the way not. the rules and the style of the game, the Euro game and what's FIFA. The, what's the rule difference that would make I, that? I don't, and that's what I'm not familiar on. I don't know, but I thought it was an interesting point maybe. And I haven't, I haven't looked into it yet. Cause so, I, but like, so you can't go, you can't go five of 25 from threes or you can't go 11 from, you know, 40 from threes and win the game. Basically. Because the I production, because the production the other way is just so. It's so good. So I think it's good. so. It's like 60%. Yeah. So they're like, you miss two three pointers, suddenly you're down four four points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to miss their mid range games or their post ups or whatever else that right. they're doing. And there's no one to defend the post up. Who's the who's the D, like who's oh, D yeah. up I, in the post? Javale McGee. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who replaced Kevin Love? Yeah. Like why I isn't mean, this just an under twenty team or under twenty four team? Well, yeah, maybe something like that. Or, but here's the other thing: is that, um, and the other point. Uh, hopefully, I can remember here now. But, um, is, um, yeah, they they need guys who are a little hungrier and and uh, I think a little more motivated to play. You're also playing, um, you know, the the problem is is a sort of perception too. Is, is like when you when you have like the writers or the announcers, the broadcasters or whoever, like and 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 sports shows would be like, oh well, they got back on track because they dominated Iran. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. Not, they're yeah. they're, they're going to dominate Australia Iran get, every single time because Iran Australia doesn't have talent. Kicked. Like it's, they're going to, this is like, this is like Matisse Thibault's like breeding ground. Like this is like his dream scenario. He's like, other guys who just want to play a lot of defense. Wonderful. Australia. Right. Here, here's my team. Like I, right. Here's where I think the they're dis- going to lose to France and, and, and Spain Does or Colangelo some of those other put this team together. Te- like who's putting this team together? Is oh, Grant your boy Hill? Colangelo. Is it Grant Hill or is it Colangelo? It's Colangelo still. So Grant Hill involved. To pop? Colangelo. I don't understand. Also, apparently, don't understand how you apparently go from some like players a aren't happy that they're playing person, the Ninety-year-old person, system. yeah, who has a fucking eighty-year-old head coach who is playing a system that takes years to figure out, right? With a bunch of fucking players that like have right. no, like a have just played like a really significant amount of playoff games, and b have no fucking desire to learn a system. Right. If they right. wanted they should, to, they, yeah, wouldn't they should be, be learning. I don't think Coach K put in a system of, of like a, that strategic an offensive Yo, system. I think should, he just let the talent play. Yeah, it should be fucking homeboy from K- Kentucky. What's his name? Calipari. Calipari. He should be coaching every Olympic game. It's mm, not actually a bad idea. Right. Just be like, yeah. hey guys, you do yeah. you. I know how to space the floor. I know how to figure out how to get your places so that you guys can get drafted. So you'll right. all get a, y'all get a piece. Or yeah, go back to your original idea, which is just to have fucking people like Mello that have tons of experience out there. Yeah, I mean, or it should be a blend of like you know with Mello and a couple of those guys, and then and then um, some of the young guys like like Booker and and um, like Trey Young, like like get like all these super talented young superstar guys like coming up, like Trey Young, a team for like full of those guys would have been incredible. They you, you know how hard they would have been working their asses. I off? mean, I, it's a weird Olympics. 
it's a w- weird timing. It shouldn't even even happen this year. But I mean, like, Trey Young was even asking, like, why? How, how did I get passed over? For I don't. This? Yeah, it makes no sense. It makes no sense on this thing. I don't. I don't get that Pop's either. Long yeah, in it's the weird. tooth. Colangelo's long in the tooth. This team is weird. I haven't watched any games. I if I, they if they had a chance to play, and this and this will probably work out in the long run for them. With the I don't know how many games they end up having to play, but they need like five more games to sort of playing like a friendlies right against some other sort of FIBA but teams. they have to be the same team they have to like play together like that like well, that's what i'm saying they need changing they need all more these dudes out all they the need time more scrimmages against some of these teams who maybe didn't make the olympics you know like uh but you how know, many fucking dropouts do they have the fucking levine drops out love yeah, drops well, they had out. right and then all everybody guys deal drops out like, like yeah so it just they're not taking this very seriously and then i think that's also part of the problem and they thought right? they could just shine with talent and yeah yeah shine. and and not have to worry about the rules but there's so many different complex rules is, the, the, with the court and the spacing and the three-point line and the key is anybody rooting for the u.s to win this basketball no i don't think so i'm not i don't think so i don't well no i think the americans don't care right and then everyone else is just rooting for whatever you know team has like a lot of you know great talent on Australia. It. I love Australia. Are you yeah. so? First of all, Anthony, thank you for that call. Uh, it was that was great. It's I think you're right. I would go even a step further and just be like, yeah, the NBA game's its own thing. It's superstar based. It's not mm-hmm. actual basketball. And mm-hmm. this is what shows. This is the proving ground that like if the NBA actually refereed appropriately and and treated the game appropriately. You would see better basketball. People would adjust, and it's totally possible. Put, put it this way: this is this is you're you're you're, you're dead on. And here's the ex- here's the perfect example and the proof of it is that you watched women's USA basketball, and they didn't come like they came together in the same amount of time. When was the last time the USA women's lost a basketball game? Uh, they they mm, I don't think I don't I don't know they haven't lost have they? Yeah. Um, I don't know if they've but ever lost. They they basically dominated everybody. They maybe there was one close game. Like Nigeria took. I watched that game the other night. They they took them kind of close up there. They were down by twenty. And they came back. But Don Staley, who's the coach, was just like, "Here, here's my best players. I'm put them on the floor. I'm gonna sub these couple in right at the end." Uh, to, and it made a difference, and they hung on, and they won. And it wasn't great, but they played like really nice, good basketball. It's not superstar basketball. Like they play, they play a team game, and it's like it that translates no matter where you're playing. Can I take this into a different direction? Sort of. I have two questions, but firstly, are you watching three on three basketball? Is this a thing? Is I haven't a, had a chance yet, and I don't know who's when it's on, on the three on three team. And I'm not. Uh, I don't know if the men's made it actually. They don't have a three-on-three team? I don't think they qualified. What the fuck? Like what, we invented three-on-three basketball. Yeah, and it was basketball. a bunch of dudes. It was, it's not NBA. I don't think it was NBA players, really. Why? Why not big? We have a three-on-three league for motherfucking Christ I sake. know. Why is it Joe Johnson? Yeah. Joe Johnson. Like, playing three-on-three basketball. Malik Seeley. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Washed-ass dudes. Like fucking, yeah. Like, and there's, pick, take your, Greg Oden. He could play like they, they could do pickup. They could shoot three. They could shoot free throws to see who gets, gets to play that game. <laughs> there could be all sorts of fun things they could do. I I've, I've like the women's, the women's just won the gold, I think. And there's, and those are WNBA players like Kelsey Plum. Uh, there's a, there might've been another one from the La, uh, Las Vegas uh, aces as well. I can't think, I can't think of her name, but yeah, you gave me great segue into my next point, which is like, this is the women's Olympics. Like this is the women's Olympics. This is the women's Olympics. Like I just, I'm over the men's swimming is dominating. Swimming is dominating. I'm over the men's too. Yeah. The first Philip Filipino or Filipina, uh, gold medal woman. You've got the 13 year old girl who won the skateboarding competition. Yeah. Which was incredible. incredible. Although I've got a whole fucking laundry list of shit that pisses me off about skateboarding. Like best trick. That's (laughs) you get a gold medal. For one trick, for one fucking rail slide, one, you get one, like, oh, go, you did the best trick, and it's always a rail slide. The skate park thing is, like, it's It's so dumb. It's so boring. The announcers are bored. So, yeah, I'm I'm grateful that it was girls and girl power, like, on that level, but, like, best trick, like, that's it. Like, there are people that- How is it not a half pipe? There are people that train- How is it not vert? How is it not half pipe? Yeah, how is it, like, it's literally, like, doing an ollie onto a rail- and then doing like a grind, and then you get a gold medal. People fucking 
trained their entire lives. These thirteen-year-old kids are doing like they're seventy pounds, so of course they're gonna do like the ra- but the rail slide—that's the best trick. Why doesn't somebody do like a headstand or a fucking like a, ollie a car? Like it's, it doesn't make any sense that that's the the best trick is just to ride down a rail and everybody agrees. It's like oh, I ride down a rail, but I rode a little differently. And give me my gold medal. Meanwhile, this motherfucker over here had to go through nine levels of tennis, like like breakneck yeah. tennis, to get yeah. the same equivalent of a gold medal. Why don't they just have best tennis trick? And the guy's like, I did it through my legs. Fastest serve. Yeah. Fa- it's so dumb. They're trying to, like, skateboarding, and I think skateboarders would agree, does not belong in the Olympics. Like, it just... It's, if it's, it's if it's, a, it's it's like snowboarding in the Winter Olympics. And when you have, you have, the, you have sort of the half-pipe thing... As they go down, but the half and pipes uh, played out. Like people don't do half pipe anymore. Like that's yes, from our era. That would era. be the only interesting thing is because you could all the, the, the twisting the, and the spinning yeah, and the burn. It's the only thing that comes close to like any other thing. It's a routine. Right. This isn't a routine. This is literally. It's called best trick. You win a gold it's medal so for the best trick, and the, everybody does the same best trick. It's so dumb. <laughs> and they're like, and a thirteen-year-old yeah, one high like, enough to do like a McTwist. Or something. Well, a kid, and that's not true. A kid in the fucking X Games the other day just did a fucking ten eighty. No, no, that's what I'm saying, like because on, first, the, on the on the on the on the on the platform and and the yeah, they can't this, do anything. They could do an ollie. Yeah, they're exactly. Like, and they go it's down the rail side. Yeah. And the argument is, is that it's hard, but sure, but like, no. is it as hard as like doing a clean dive over and over and over again until oh you beat God, the, the competition? The, the synchronized diving. It's bonkers. It's skateboarding bonkers. is like incredible. You want to get a gold medal? Skateboarding is the. It's like. Skateboarding is the curling of fucking Summer Olympics. Whoa, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. It takes the, whoa. It's the least amount. How, it's the one how thing dare you, you? What? No. Curling is way more skillful and technical than this bullshit. I don't know. But like if, you, if I was like, Chris, you have 10 years to win a gold medal. What are you going to do? Oh, for sure. It's, it's I mean, curling. it's curling. Yeah. It ain't skateboarding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It's curling. Not at this age, at so, least. Exactly. So let's yeah. just... Calm down, it's curling. Like that's your only hope. Uh, <laughs> but let's stay on this topic of women because there's another part. Like there's that. There's I mean, good on. I think this is a good example of like, like maybe we can pay attention to women's sports a little bit more mm. seriously. Women I, are leading the way in in so many different and areas and in, in instances. Desexualization of volleyball handball and any other fucking uniform that any a woman has sport, to wear basically. that a man doesn't doesn't make sense and the fact that the norway like the norwegian team find their players bronze medal winners for wearing shorts instead of like bikini bottoms because that's not the outfit and they still won bronze like what's your argument did it impede their ability no. to be the third best handball team in the nope. world like nope. get the fuck out of here and you gotta have pink Pink's better than the, than the Norwegian team, like whoever runs the Norway Olympic team. Or the Olympic Committee themselves. It's, I think they have a big hand in this. That's such horseshit. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, if you're getting your jollies off a of volleyball player, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've looked at a volleyball player's ass from time to time, but I don't turn it on for that shit. And if you can't move past it, then get the right. fuck out of here. Like, it's so, it's so sexualized. It's so obviously sexualized. And, and my only argument like the easiest argument is if it's if it has to do with like the the ability of the player to play the sport then men should have to wear it too that's yep. it that's a wrap yep men handball have to wear it men's beach volleyball have to wear it yep. men's volleyball have to wear it if you're if the argument is is that it is a competitive advantage then the men have to wear it too and that's fucking it like there's no other argument for it and that's not that's not that can't be an argument because there's no way wearing a, a thong bikini helps you be a better player. There, there's no instances of that. Of like, the, I, there's there's no rational explanation now, for that. Now, if that's that what argument. makes you fucking go, and you're like, and it's an option, then by all Fine. means. And Fine. same for men. If you're like, yo, you know what? I've been playing volleyball. I feel and a looser. Thong, I feel better. And I'd like this shit. Oh, my ass feels great. I I Listen, wish a guy would do that. I feel like when I wear a, like if I have to wear a suit to work or a wedding, I feel like stiff and restricted and I, I don't feel like I can be sort of my best self on the job, yeah. especially the, like what we do. So if I can wear shorts and a t-shirt and tennis shoes, great, because that does, I think that helps make me feel better and more, it helps me, uh, potentially in my mind at least make me more productive worker. 
But there's also so that's fine. So I understand that aspect of but it. But there's this uniform watch. perception. So like my right. wife is a doctor, right? So she like if she wears like she doesn't have to wear scrubs. Like she, that's right. not even like, or she doesn't even have to wear a white coat. But if she does, the perception's different. She gets treated exactly. different. Like right. it's just the way that she gets treated. So then, but that doesn't play in the fucking. It doesn't Olympics. play in this thing, right? It's it all about right. ability. It's all about like what you can accomplish. It's what they are trying to sell. This that's only it's so old school. And I'll give you another example after this. It's so old school mentality thinking of how they sell women's sports. Yeah, is based on sexuality. Based on sexuality, right. totally. Absolutely. And the other, the other fucked up part of this then too is that because this just happened is that with swimming and women swimming is that they just had the, for the first time ever, women were swam the 1500 meter, um, contest, which men have been doing forever. And they literally said this and it's Katie Ledecky, who's the, one of the greatest swimmers of all time now, uh, and most accomplished, you know, Olympic athletes. She just won it on the, the first time in, in, in the Olympics. And they, during the broadcast, they even said, the 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 announcers were even like th- they didn't allow this sport for women because nobody f- everybody felt the women couldn't finish this race they yeah. weren't strong enough to finish to, to swim 1500 meters so can i ask you another question because in right. gymnastics how come there's men's only and then there's women's only why are there no like why is the are there no rings for women because they have different collarbones yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And Katie Ledecky, who who has been swimming this certain race like unofficially and like just in practice and against men, and she usually beats their times over I the mean, year. And this has been over the over the last ten years or however long she's been swimming and competing. I think we're getting into a weird place where like it's like. Like I, I still think that women should compete against women versus compete against everyone. No, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, I, I don't, I don't mean to be like this. They, they should be swimming against each other. I'm just saying that like it's another old stereotype or or thing that that's been that's been sort of deemed because of men most likely over the last hundred years in Olympic committees and whatnot and saying like the women have to wear these outfits and uniforms or they can't do these events because we just don't think they're it's appropriate for them. What is it? It's so ridiculous. Why do, why do, and hopefully this whole tide is turning and this is becoming a game changer of these types of things. And with Simone Biles taking like, you know, sort of, uh, uh, taking herself out of these competitions because of mental health issues and stuff. And, and nobody has a problem. Everybody has a problem with her doing it. And, and Naomi Osaka in, in tennis when she did it a couple months back, but no one had a problem when when uh, Michael Phelps did it in swimming a couple years ago, and he came out and was like, "I have serious like mental health issues, and I need therapy and all these things." And everyone's like, "Oh, okay, that you know, whatever. Who cares? I don't care." But now everyone cares this, about the women. People love to t- like. I don't even want to get into the Biles conversation. It's like it's just it's so stupid, so ridiculous. Unless you are like an unless you're an elite athlete, you just can't understand. You have no fucking idea. You can't understand. Think no of how idea. nervous you are. Think of like all these fat fucks that fucking have anything to say on sports talk radio, how nervous they get when they get up to their fucking tee box on Sunday with their like besties watching like mm-hmm. multiply that by you can't even imagine how yeah. like the margin like it's it's I don't want to have this conversation because it just doesn't make any sense like the you can sit there and say that the mental aspect is such a huge part of sports. And then when you have somebody say that I'm not mentally prepared and I'm afraid of injury and then you shit, th- shit on them, it doesn't even make any sense. It's bullshit. It does, it but does, again, it just goes, it just, it all ties in to these, these preconceived old ways of thinking. Maybe we're breaking it down. Maybe we're like moving past it. Why does it? Maybe I hope so. Why, why is, <laughs> why do only boys play baseball? Right. Isn't that wasn't right. that argument always that like girls couldn't throw overhand like because of yeah, the way that or something. they're built? I don't know, but I don't but think that's matter. true, like, right? No, yeah, I, I no, I, or I mean, maybe they can't physically throw as fast and as hard, but but I'm not asking them to do that. I'm just I'm wondering like why we decided like girls have to throw underhand. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like in tennis now, women are hit, women are getting over a hundred miles an hour in their serves. Same with men. Well, the Serena, men might hit a Serena little harder Williams than that, but the, that doesn't matter. Like Serena Williams I, I is think, the greatest I think that's what we do is we, we try to equate too similarly on, on these things. Like it's, it's apples to oranges, but it's, you know, but it doesn't, it doesn't, we don't have to 
justify one to the other kind of thing, I guess. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. It doesn't have to it it doesn't have to be guys against girls. It can just right. be girls are treated the way that they they're like as human beings. Right. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't need to be a comparison. That's a good point. We set standard. We set standards for them, like like you know, for everything, and especially in sports. But it, I mean, it goes everything in life, and I don't. It's so dumb, and everyone just kind of went along with it for the past hundred years plus. And didn't want to say anything or rock the boat or because this is just the way we did things, you know, and you got to keep your head down. You don't rock the, you know, you don't say, you know, you don't speak out about this stuff. And if you do, you're a problem, you know? And, but now it's like, I think enough people have enough voices and enough platforms and they can, and they feel comfortable enough to, to do this. Like how many hundreds of athletes, men and women over the last hundred years have had had these problems, but can't speak out because they were told not to. And they were learned not to. Well, I mean, that's right. Cause you're either soft then, right? Right. Cause you can't show your emotions, right? How were we, so like, how were we raised? Now, maybe your dad was this way. My dad was somewhat this way. It was that, you know, he wasn't, he was more of a tough love kind of a guy than like, you know, tell until I got older, really much older. And then he was, he would tell me he loved me and stuff, but you know, it, it was more of that stuff. Like we don't still talk wait, about these kinds still of things. Still waiting for that one, Chris. Yeah, I know. Right. So <laughs> exactly. Right. So like, can you imagine was, can you imagine like being so tensed up from years of whatever it is that you can't tell the person you love the most that you love them? Yeah. This is it's getting really weird. This is getting weird. This is evening. This is evening podcast. Uh, we should, we're wow. Uh, yeah, this is a real like, but that, but that, but but that you know, I love you. Uh, but, but amplify that to uh, the billionth degree in everything that we do in society. And, and I think, I think there's a root cause to, to that uh, for everything else. Now our expectations of what an athlete should and shouldn't do or, sh- and how they should and shouldn't be. And, it, and it's, 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 uh, specifically, uh, hypersensitive towards female athletes, females as well. It is. But if we're talking about mental health in sports, I think that there's still a huge stigma and I know that we're like absolutely breaking ground, but like Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons, there's a mental block there. We don't know what these people are going through. We don't know what anyone's going through. We like to call people thugs. We like to like, we don't Mm -hmm. understand what like, or they don't care about the game. Passion, depression. Yeah. We're like, Oh, this guy doesn't care. Like we can't. Yeah. He's not interested. He's not all about the, the game. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't take it seriously enough. Yeah, yeah, he takes yeah. It or he has other interests. I can't you know? even put my. I can't put myself in the shoes of what it's like to be an elite athlete. I just can't. I can't. Dude, I can't. I don't. And I wife. don't. Th- I don't think at thirteen I'd be able to fucking do that trick. I don't even remember being thirteen well enough, let alone to be able to do a trick to win a gold medal in the Olympics. Like I just, like I don't. I I'm not from that planet. I'm not from planet athlete. Like I like yeah. athletics, I like to play them, I like watching them. But if you're going to go into the into the psyche of what it's yeah. like to to try to achieve on that level, and to achieve with sexism, racism, and everything else that goes along with, like, let's just call it what it is. The Olympics are bullshit. They're dated and they're fucking dumb. Yeah. But they give yeah. a platform for people that do yeah. and that that do dedicate their life to a sport. That is not one of the big four. So, right, it's necessary in that regard, but, but yes. we got to give yep. these people a fucking break because it's just they're doing it for free. You, f- f- the fact that we like the number one sprinter in this Olympics is out because of weed is absurd. Mm-hmm. It's it's a sport that's run by old the old guard. Yet, yet also here, let's let me jump in there real quick because that's another really interesting thing here going on is that yet the the the, the russian athletes who whose whole system it was the corrupted ROC. and are proving to be dopers yeah. basically yet they can't compete for russia but they can still compete in the olympics even though they have been caught cheating well but why do you have and to yet do- a woman in in america who is the best sprinter in the world you know tests positive for marijuana and Which she's banned from the competing yeah I know. 
It's absurd. It doesn't make it's sense. Absurd. And we're just and we just like we're like dumbs the rules. Yeah. Like there's here's well, the pr- you shouldn't have smoked it then. We have this huge issue in our country, and I implore everyone to watch the Woodstock '99. Oh God. No, I'm just telling you. Like, Did you watch it? I watched it, and it's like I've heard it all on a podcast. I've seen it. I've read about it a million times. Like I've I know the story. Yeah, but Wesley Morris makes an incredible point in the podcast. I think it's Wesley Morris or one of the writers, which is there's this stranglehold of the baby boomer generation mm-hmm. on culture, and they can't let it go. They won't mm-hmm. give it up to other people. They mm-hmm. want things to be their way. That's why Joe Biden is the president. That's why, mm-hmm. like, that's why we're still holding on to this idea of peace, love, and music, like from 1969, a festival that didn't really work. Like it's this <laughs> strangle. Actually, it was, it wasn't Wesley Morris. It was another, it was a female uh, writer who mm. spin who brought this up and it's just so eloquently done. I, I implore you to, to seek it out and watch for that moment of her explaining that like, this is the problem. This is what it is. Culturally, we have not like the boomer still haven't let go mm-hmm. of the reins and this, this is across the board of they are they're they they can't fucking let go they just will refuse to go away mm-hmm. so we have an 80 year old president we've got an olympic committee that's old and dated and doesn't understand marijuana we've got this like movement that's still trying to classify men against women white against black and it's like mm-hmm. we've moved beyond this like trans is a thing like just because you can't wrap your fucking head around it doesn't mean it isn't a thing and it's just this it's it's a poison in this country and i'm just like i get so fed up with this idea that like the the last great generation or whatever like it's tired their lose their legacy is tarnished and i think that this spoils into like sports and Mm -hmm. on a a bunch of everything everything spills into everything everything politics race genders everything work work structures our country's run by a bunch of fucking old our our fucking school people. systems yeah like, you think about that yeah right like that's all it's all based off of like from from 80 to 100 years ago and it's all the fucking it's it's all the baby boomers fault yeah fuck them <laughs> seriously got, with got, all my heart and honesty yeah with them. all my heart and honesty too fuck them I, I mean that's sincere straight up fuck them fuck them yeah fuck it's over yep and right. they're the ones that talk shit about every generation be- past them and below them. And, you know, and it's right. You're right. It's all this. Co- it's all about competition. Yeah. Right. It's all about who's best and who's better. Right. Because they all went to war and they did all these things. And when America was sort of, you know, sort of exploding as this great nation, apparently. Right. And there was all like, oh, we're the best. and We're the best country. And we're going to whip your ass in this war and that war and that yeah. war. With all these things, it was that mentality, I think, that just keeps striving because that's all they can do. We gave Except for they can't and roll innovate and anymore. Diet Pepsi and yeah, but they can't race. innovate anymore. They just got to keep the status quo because that's the pinnacle. That's all they, they just have. won't let fucking go. Let go. Just let go. Exactly. And stop trying to like have your legacy be like forcing Everything. this ideal. And, the, and these morals onto the next generation. Stop trying to push your fucking agenda onto Gen X, which has already seeped in, and now we're racist. And now we think we invented the mm-hmm. internet. We own it. And now we fucking invented E.T. and extraterrestrial. And, like, we invent... <laughs> like, look at our... The best movies are, are cartoons from comic books from our generation. Like... They're just, it's just an ever-evolving and ever-perpetuating fucking stupid stigma. Can we just, like, like move on? Like, I would be happy to be jumped over. I would be happy for the millennials to be jumped over. Let's let Gen Z just run shit. The next president mm-hmm. should be 27 years old and should talk <laughs> about things that we don't understand at all. Be like, laugh yep. at the idea of TikTok. Yes. Like, just, yep. and just be like, <laughs> you run it. They're the only people that give a fuck about the fucking environment. Like they're yep. the only ones. We have these fucking yep. boomers that don't care about the environment because they can't see past them being dead. All they care about the environment is that when I drive down the road, I don't want to see a windmill. <laughs> there used to be a farmhouse there. I like the diesel fumes fill the air. I miss wearing a tractor meant tracting. <laughs> God fucking how, I, how many years do we have until like we're we're like vast majority of the baby boomers are no are no longer living? I think is it 10 years? Is it 20 years? 10 years. Is it? Yeah, 10 years. Okay. I don't that's know when baby do, that's boomers That's doable, are. I think. 
it's a it's long time still. But then we're creep. Then we're in our fifties, and we're, we're just old. baby boomers again. We're just yeah, like, I know. We're missing it. We're missing right. it. They're gonna resent us, and likely, and like they likely will resent us, and they should, because we're dumb. We think yeah. we invented whatever we, whatever this our contribution. Be, this might just be a cyclical thing, though, because every time somebody that's what I mean. gets old. Jump us. That's what I mean. Just jump us. Like, put us out to pasture. Give us all COVID. Like, just jump us. Like, wash, wash out Gen X. Just wash them out. They could take their fucking Hitchhiker Guide to the Galaxy and fucking Chuck Klosterman and their fucking stupid ideas about how to revolutionize baseball, whatever dumb shit we're fucking so caught up on. <laughs> the, re- the return of sublime as a, a cultural phenomenon. Whatever the fuck we're into, it can be bypassed. We maybe invented the internet, but we did it bad. <laughs> we didn't do it good. It Our politics suck. We're poorly it was taken over by the fucking baby boomers. I don't care. Just fucking let, let's it, just put us out to pasture. Give us our give us a check that says like, uh yeah, you're doing good. Yeah. I don't need Actually, to see well, another I, I don't I, need to see a Gen X president. The last thing I want is a Gen X president. It, well, see, Corey Booker, I don't need that guy in fucking office. I don't want a Gen X president. Like, oh yeah, yeah, the status quo. Like the the great nation before ours. I want no, no. I want a twenty seven year old that's like, these guys fucked everything up. Everything. Chris, you're missing you're missing actually the big picture here, actually. What is is that? that we're the perfect transition for this as Gen Xers is because we actually don't care about anything enough that we're just like, you want to be president, go ahead, be president. You yeah. lead all this country then. Yes. We're yes. the we're the perfect transitioners. We uh, I sure hope our uh, we're lethargic enough to do it. In our old age, I hope so too. Hopefully I hope we are. Yeah. I, d- I do. I hope we Hopefully. just yeah, we just wear our crocs. With our fucking video game headsets on, <laughs> and just be like, "Yo, give me my flashlight." That's all I need. Foreskin stretchers. Yeah, our flashlights. Yeah, <laughs> foreskin stretchers. Just be like, I'm out here foreskin stretching. Yeah, I, I'm too busy. I'm in the keto. I'm, I'm, I'm doing. Yeah, I'm on my Peloton. Yeah. That's how I yeah. get exercise. That's yeah. for us. That's yep. for us. A Peloton, yeah. another riding bike. They're like, yeah, you know what? We just invented an exercise bike. Really? So Sign me up. Track. Sign me up. There's a, <laughs> wait, there's a, there's a bike that doesn't go anywhere. We're incredible. How do I get one of those? They've been making them since fucking the beginning of time, you asshole. <laughs> you need somebody standing there, a little video game to be like, hey, you're doing it, girl. My my dad had a a real bicycle in the basement, and With then he bought this thing. little contrived. It was like a little like put a, it on a the back, yeah, three a dimensional triangle, yes, with wheels. You, yep, you yep. put it on the back. You don't even have to take the back wheel off. You yep. just kind of prop it, it up on on the spokes, and you ride your bike in the in and the you air. ride your bike in the basement, and you don't go anywhere. Yep, they still make them. You could get do them. they? Yeah, real bikers do that. Like my friend Joe did an Ironman. He's like, you can't ride a Peloton. You have to get on a the bike you're riding. And you have he, to feel it. Yeah, and he rides like, for like twenty, yeah. like twenty miles in his living room. <laughs> he does. It's crazy. Which is it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's how real men do it, Chris. I mean, that's that baby boomer initiative. <laughs> anyway, we have 13, 12 minutes to talk about the NBA draft, and we have to talk about it because our fans are looking for it. So, Chris. We're, it's not enough time. This was a crazy episode. I don't. This is why we don't do this shit in the evening anymore. We left the here's, best for last. Uh, give me some hot takes. Give me some NBA draft here's, hot takes. Here's my big takeaway from the NBA draft. Okay. After the top five guys, yeah, it's all a toss up. I buy that. So all these other guys, like uh, like Sc- even Scotty Barnes and like the uh, was it Kuminga. I don't, um, I don't know. The people keep saying that guy's name. I don't know him that well. Jonathan Kuminga. Um, I don't know like, the Ignite all these guys, guys I, that well. You you could go him, or you could you could do like Chris, you know, Duarte or, or Duarte or whatever his name is, Moses Duarte. Moody. You go down to these these like the 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 point guards like uh you know Davian Mitchell or like Jaden Springer or any of those guys like like if those guys went eighth as opposed to twentieth. I don't think it's really going to make that big of a difference. So let's stay at the top. Like the then. talent, the talent gap after the first five. Is like is just super compressing. So let's stay at the top. If you are, if you are picking number three, mm-hmm. let's say let's just let's just assume Cade Cunningham's gone. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a pretty likely. Uh, I mean, I, it's ninety nine percent chance he's going number one. Then you're gonna go for me for my money. 
Okay. I, I would say, like to hear, if, I'll if say I was this. in Detroit I would like see, Pistons, I would, like I would to take Houston. Evan Mobley. I loved Evan Mobley in college. I, I love his game. I would like. I would not pass on Evan Mobley at all. I think he's, he's I think, the unicorn. I think Evan Mobley is the best college player I watched last year, and that's who I would take. Now, if Evan Mobley was gone, I would take Jalen Suggs because he was the best college player I saw besides Evan Mobley. But I don't know these ignite dudes. Are they the Jalen Green guy is really really good. I mean, but like he's I, I super talented. We're, no I, we're apparently even Pistons are even talking like they might because he I guess he came in for a workout and he was so good that they were like, wow, we actually might have to think about this a little bit more. I wouldn't be, I, like I think missing on Evan Mobley is a huge mistake. And I, I honestly, think it is. It is if you're, if it, you're it, the it, Detroit Pistons and you were like and it was like and with the first pick of the draft, the Detroit Pistons take Evan Mobley. People would be like, that's smart. Yeah, I, I don't the think only you go dumb wrong thing would be that they didn't Mobley. trade down maybe one. But like. Jalen, so Jalen Green is the, is the guy where he's sort of like you know um, his maybe like his 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 realistic spot is Zach Levine. Um, but, but if he develops all across the board, then he, then you have Clyde Drexler. I mean, I like prime Clyde Drexler. I don't was, understand was this. Really like, incredible. I know, but I don't understand this. Like comparing people to people. Like I don't like because it's always like a little bit like well, it just gives you an like. idea of of like of the talent level and his and and the that guy's ability. Okay. Right. So yeah. like, uh, that's why I like to kind of give you a spectrum. So it's, you know, sort of like, so Clyde Drexler would be like the, the best case scenario. Zach Levine is probably the most realistic. And then at worst, he's probably like Jordan Clarkson. You know, he's probably like a six man ultimate, like score type Jalen green. So then that good, that's, then that's a great, that's a great third pick of the draft. I guess. I think, yeah, sure. But would you take him over Jalen Suggs? I think I would because I really? like Suggs. I don't love him though because there, there's just times where I just feel like Suggs is such a good. I like, think he's a. I think he's a gamer. He just it's you know again we go back to those kind of stereotypes where and it's hard to get away from them. It's like he sometimes he just kind of he looks like he's just f- sort of floating out there not but playing. Isn't he the whole like time. Oh, it doesn't make any sense to me? Like Toronto, Toronto had a off season and they've got a chance to get the most Toronto-y player ever. Yeah, like, yeah. Get rid of Pascal. I think, I, I think Suggs is great. Jalen, and like, you've got yourself a squad. Suggs, would be, Suggs is a great, like, the, sort of the, the next guy after Kyle Lowry. I think it's a great fit for him, for that team. Like, I'm not saying he's Kyle Lowry, but I'm just saying, like, he, it would just, it, like I, he would seem to sort of fill that gap nicely. I just feel like he's super mature for a freshman. Yep. Like, I, yep. I like his yeah. game. I love, you, his, I love his game. Book night. People keep talking about, uh, I don't he's, know. He's right. He's rising a little bit. He's, he's a good scorer. Someone in that sort of, you know, CJ McCollum, Kemba Walker kind of type. Trust, I don't trust him. I don't, right. I don't know if I trust him either. Cause at worst he's Malik Monk. Yeah. I think. Which either way, he's a perfect Nick. Davion Mitchell is fool's gold. I know he had a, he did all right, but like, I don't believe in him. Like he's not. He's not, he's, I don't he's think not, he's, I don't he's not think he's, Lillard. He doesn't have that game. Like he's, he's not, he's not, um, uh, he's not Lillard. He's, he's not, he's also, I don't think he's talented enough to be technically in the, in the, in the lottery picks. No, Damian Mitchell is the player that will end up on the Knicks somehow. Yeah. I like, he's a, he's a bit of a poor man's like Drew holiday or something like that, but like think more like Terry Rozier, maybe like a Pat Beverly. I mean, it's, you have a really good point. Like when you're talking about like, if I'm just, lo- I'm looking at like the Kevin O'Connor big board and like the top players, it's like shades of like these great players. And then you get past Jalen Suggs and it's like shades of Pascal Siakam, shades of, of yeah. uh, Jeff Green. Who yeah. wants Jeff Green? Right. At, at, at like at 10? No. At yeah. 20? Yeah, sure. I'll take Jeff Green at 20. All right. So let's, let's f- who, are, who are the best players in the draft that aren't the top five players? In your opinion, uh, I well, so that's there's a couple guys like so. I like Davion Mitchell, and Besides I like I like Corey both. Kispert. <laughs> I like both Baylor guards because I just like the way they play the game. Okay, they, they play offensive and they play defensively, and they can shoot threes. Okay, um, so they're I think they're I think they're very valuable as an NBA player on an NBA team. Okay, but going a little bit farther, um, there's a couple guys sort of like uh, like Miles McBride is is the point guard from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Like he's one of those guys. I think you just you watch him play, and you're gonna fall in love with him, and he'd be a great Knicks point guard. I had a guy that I like was thinking like I was like this is gonna be a guy that Chris likes, and I can't remember who it was now. There's no, there's a whole and I, you know me, I like the wings, right? So there's yeah. Moses Moody, uh, you know Zaire Williams, 
Um, uh, what's the other guy? Uh, we were, I just take, Oh, Trey Murphy. Okay. Trey Murphy's the right up your alley. Yeah. Those kind of guys who are, who are kind of long athletic can shoot, can play defense a little bit to some degree. There's one guy I really like. I think, you, I think this guy, he, he's, he's, I can't believe I'm saying this. He's from Duke. And I like a Duke player. Well, this is the kid that like, I mean, you got to kind of like put your hand. Like I was wondering about this. This is Jalen Johnson. I was wondering about Jalen Johnson. I was wondering about the kid from Kentucky. Like, are these the guys that like, which one Boston? Like, yeah. They're yeah, going to like slide exactly. and it's going to be like, well, of course they were fucking five-star yep. recruits that didn't do yep. well in a fucking COVID season. Right. Why this guy should have been a lottery pick. Like, yep. I think that the Duke dude, what's his name? Jalen Johnson. Like, yep. it just seems like just based on nothing, having never watched him, just the story, like, that's a steal right there. Yeah, uber athletic and talented. Like, he just, when I watched, when I was watching videos of him playing and stuff, he, he I, I see, like, Kevin Durant's game in him. I, uh, right? Like, he, he like he's the, not as good of a shooter yet, but I think Philly. he can be. He won't follow the Philly. All right, so I have two guys that I really love, Chris. Okay. In this draft. Yeah. And I want your opinion on them. Okay. Okay. These are players that I liked in college. Quentin Grimes. Yes. That's my guy, dude. I love Houston. I've always been. I'm a big Cougars yep. guy. This guy yep. is like NBA ready. He's yes. a junior. I've watched his game. He's got a silky stroke. He's like, mm-hmm. I hate that term, like three and D, but he's that guy. Like he he's is, that guy. He's plug him in. Mikael Bridges can play on your team right now. And I don't, you know who, I don't even know. see him on a list. He's he's down there. He's like maybe the bottom of the first. He he might go early to mid second round. God, I would love him. But I, he's you know who you know who this. I I was gonna bring his name up too because and I and I one because I knew you would like him and two because my comparison in a sense to him and I don't mean uh, uh, I think this will be self explanatory. But he's that he's in that Dylan Brooks mold. Yeah, straight up. Right, he's like yeah. super. He's not the most talented guy, the most athletic guy, but he's just he's gonna give you everything on that court. And he can, but he's a way better shooter than Dylan Brooks. He's ready to go. He's ready to go. He'll stay. He'll, he'll, he will D you up to death. He will frustrate the hell out of you. And then on the other end, he'll just, he'll play off ball and he'll get a couple shots and he'll pop them. He's kind of like, like, like you like Norman Powell, right? Yeah. He fe- I, mean, I love Norman Powell. He feels right. like, feels like he could be Chris Middleton, like right now. In a way. Yeah. He's a little, yeah. Like Moses Moody is, I think is yeah. very Chris Middleton. Yeah, that's true. He looks. He looks and he plays like his game. He loves that corner, that mid-range game. I think he'll he'll develop nicely too. Um. So that's one. Okay. My next one is a guy I haven't. I have only watched his mixtapes, and I believe me, I started watching him because I liked his name. But I th- I think he's true, and I think he could be like, I think he could be a, like a real like gunner from the outside. And this is Nishan's Nishan Bones Highland. Yes. ECU. Yep. He's a he's he just fits the game. He's long, but he fits the mm-hmm. game right now. He's and lanky. I, and he can shoot, man. Holy yeah. shit. His mixtapes. Like this yep. guy sh- this guy probably stayed a year too long because I feel like he would have got like he's ready to go. Like he's I He I, might have tried to come out last year and, and probably they didn't get good didn't enough. Get uh, enough. Well Yeah. Dude, you know what? He's, and again, he's one of those guys that reminds me of someone very closely, and that's Jamal Crawford. I want him. Yeah. Great, great pull. They're saying he would be like, he could be the Emmanuel quickly of this draft. Yeah. If he falls to Philly at 27 or 28, I want mm-hmm. him so bad. Like, that's my <laughs> guy. Like, those are, so those are my two. I think that the dog of the draft, because he's white, is Corey Kispert. I fucking, I wouldn't touch him with a 30 foot pole. So enjoy him, New York Knicks. Yeah. Uh, so many other guys. Or, or Indiana. That, like, so many like, guys better than him, and same, same with the other white boy from fucking what's his name Collins. Uh, is that his name? Who's the kid that we were talking about, laughing about that was going to go to? Oh, Reeves. Yeah, Reeves. Austin yeah. Reeves. Reeves is Austin Reeves, Reeves is, is going to go. Man, Reeves ain't got. He's uh, he apparently is. he's going to get drafted and fairly high, maybe. But I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, Corey Kispert also too. I, like, ideally, ideally, you can the best you could probably hope for is is like uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, right? Like, I just don't know if Kispert, like, he's going to be able to shoot, but I, I don't know what else he's going to do. And, uh, and if he can't do anything else, then he's Luke Kennard and he's useless. So, Chris, we're going to jump. We have and I mid- don't think you take that chance on a guy like that that high. I think there's plenty of other guys who can shoot and play defense 
and who are athletic. And I, that's where I don't understand these, this, why Kispert gets rated so highly. He's dog shit. Let, get, okay, so we have a minute left. Here's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got one more guy for you. Okay. Real quick, because I know you like this comparison, potentially. And I don't know, and I didn't watch that much of this guy, but a little bit of him. T, uh, JT Thor out of Auburn. I don't know him at all. He's a, he's kind of a lanky big man, uh, kind of a not he's not stretch four, but he's just kind of that athletic like wing four kind of player, very close I think to Jaden McDaniels, oh. from your Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I think he could be a you nice late a round. I know I'm a big Jaden guy. Right? Yeah. Uh, or he's or he's becomes Thon Maker and he's dog shit. I'm hoping. I mean, it's it's a weird draft for me to watch. Let's let's let me let's wrap this up really quickly. So, who do you think? Top Cade Cunningham is he going to end up going first, and is he going to be a good NBA player? I think he's going to be a. I think he'll go first, but I I would I would like to see because he's a Texas guy. I wouldn't mind. I kind of would like to see Houston trade just kind of switch one, you know, two for one and whatever else they need to trade and take him. So he's a so he because he's I think he's an actual Houston guy too, maybe or close. That'd be incredible. I don't understand why fucking Houston thinks that they have to draft around Christian Wood, who is like not that good. Um, Yeah. That's so if, but if so, if Kane Cunningham goes one and Houston's two, uh, I was early on, everyone was saying they should take Mobley. I was thinking they should take Green because I think they need that guard, that scoring guard. Who will they take? Predict it. Uh, I think they take, I do think they take Green, but I, 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 I you know, Mobley, so I, I think if is you're probably gambling the better right, overall. If you're gambling right talent. now, you're going to get Cunningham, Green. Okay. If this is how the, the, but I also, here's my other thing though, I want to say is that I would like to see Mobley go to Toronto actually. You think that could happen? I don't know. I don't know if it is, but for some reason, I feel like if it's not him, if it's not him, then it should be Suggs. But I think Mobley would be really, really good in Toronto. I love Suggs in Toronto. So we think Suggs goes four. Then yeah. the million dollar question: Who goes five? Who's three? Is it Cleveland's three? So I yeah. guess they take Mobley at three. Which yeah. ugh, I don't want to see anybody in Cleveland. Unfortunately, I know. it's it's a nightmare. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so five. And then after that, goes I, five? after that, I don't think it really actually matters. So it's really the top four guys. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you care about Scotty Barnes? Like, yeah, he's, you know, yeah. Like the, draft doesn't get, that, the draft doesn't get the, exciting the to me I after love, 10, I love right? guys like Scotty Barnes. I love that those they play defense and they're super talented and stuff. But if you don't have, play offense, if you can't play offense in this game anymore in the NBA, I don't think you're, you're not worth it. I agree. That's why, I mean, normally Scotty Barnes would be incredible. It'd be, he'd, he'd almost, you know, uh, like there was the one guy last year, Pat uh, Williams or whatever, that went to, to, to Chicago, who was but, sort of that, yeah, you know, yeah, sort yeah. of that Kawhi light yeah. kind of a but player. But nobody wants that guy. But I'm not sure he worked. Like, and they're like, yeah, he's kind of Draymond-ish. And I'm like, yeah. all right, I see that. I'm not sure I want that. Do you, okay. So then my last question for you. No, two questions. Who's the steal of the draft? And who's the dog of the draft? Who's the freak? Who's the Booker? Who's the Kaminsky? Uh, oh, great! Kaminsky is uh, it's for Franz Wagner. Yes, woo! Nailed it. You are yeah. absolutely right. The yeah. worst above, Wagner. above all the other guys. He's the worst Wagner, and everyone's like he's the better Wagner. He's the worst Wagner, and the other he Wagner might be sucks. the better Wagner, but he's still not a good Wagner. Great. To me. And who's the steal? Um, man, I. Ooh, that's a tough one here. Um, I'm gonna, you know what? I'll, you know, the guy I'll go, and he'll actually probably he might end up going in in the. Uh, well, can he not? He can, should he be a non-lottery guy? No, it could be anywhere. I was thinking okay. Zaire, maybe. Yeah, I was gonna say Zaire Williams. Really? Yeah. 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 He he's sort of that Harrison Barnes like Richard Lewis type of guy. He's silky man. I like. Actually, him. you know what? The steal actually could be. Well, it's, this is actually the steal. All right, never mind. The steal is Jalen Johnson for me. Okay. Yeah. Steals it because Makes if that sense. guy is anywhere close to, to Kevin Durant's game is if he's a poor man, Kevin Durant, that's a, he's incredible. He's an all-star. Where do they have him going right now? Like where's where, where's the world? I think he's sliding because no one has tape on him and he, and he like, he basically that, you know, they the rumor is or whatever they want to, they're trying to shade this as him being, as he sort of quit on Duke and his teammates and he I pulled out it, because of COVID or whatever else. And he didn't finish the season and I all that on Duke. Fuck them. I quit. Yeah. Oh, they're projected 23. Right in, right. right in Bones Highland area. All right. The end yeah. of this draft is the fun part of this draft, which it, to me like, is kind of nice. Like, I want to watch the end of the first round. Oh, you know the other guy I want to stay away from? Keon Johnson. <laughs> Wasn't there already Keon Johnson? 
There's, he's, this guy's so much hype about his athletic ability. And it's like, all right, well, do you remember like Josh Jackson and Stanley Johnson and yeah, like Dennis Smith Jr. and those kind of guys? Like they all had immense athletic ability and could jump out of the ceiling. They were terrible. You killed it. And I don't understand what this guy's this guy everyone thinks he's going he's going as a as a as a lottery pick. Parting in, thoughts in the top thirteen. Parting thoughts as we enter the uh one oh five mark of this podcast. Uh no, that's it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The sun Bye. has set over Pittsburgh and Vermont. We bid you good night. Oh, oh, oh.